Hello, and welcome to Walk and Be Well, a 28-day education and wellness walking program from the Church Pension Group. Soon you'll get started on a four-week practice featuring information, inspiration, and a selection of spirited tunes you can listen to as you walk each day. But before you begin your new walking practice, you will want to take a few steps to prepare. Proper preparation, equipment, and awareness of your personal health situation and walking environment are key to having a safe and beneficial walking experience. In her article, Be Safe Out There, priest, physician, and walk and be well contributor, the Reverend Dr. Jackie Cameron outlines key precautions to help keep you safe, comfortable, and walking. Written for both new and seasoned fitness buffs, Jackie reinforces the overriding benefits of exercise and recommends a host of ways to make sure your fitness program is good for your health and safety. So, you're ready to become a walker or a runner or a hiker or a cyclist or just more active in general. Wonderful. However, as with everything in life, increasing physical activity is not without its risks. Most of us would probably choose to avoid risk as much as possible, but in reality, a risk-free life is simply not an option for anyone. But for most, the risks of beginning or increasing physical activity or exercise pale in comparison with the risks of too much sitting. So what kind of risks might we face as we head outside or to the gym? As you know, some risks lurk within our own bodies while others arise from the environment and our surroundings. Let's talk about internal risks first. Cardiovascular risk is the most obvious and potentially life-threatening risk. High blood pressure, diabetes, smoking, high cholesterol, obesity, a family history of heart disease, and possibly extreme inactivity raise the risk of heart attack significantly. If you have any of these risk factors, or if you have any symptoms such as breathlessness, chest pain, tightness, or squeezing when you climb stairs or otherwise exert yourself, you should make an appointment to speak with and to be examined by your doctor before beginning a new exercise program. Unfortunately, there is increasing evidence of dangerous changes inside the blood vessels of pre-adolescent children in the U.S., so even if you're in your 20s or 30s, you still need to think about these very serious risks. The good news is that the vast majority of people can safely begin an exercise program and benefit significantly from it. It's just a question of whether you'll need any additional pre-exercise evaluations or perhaps even medication before you begin. But there's even more good news. If you do need medication for high blood pressure or diabetes or high cholesterol, there's a good chance that regular exercise and, if needed, weight loss, may enable you to reduce the dose or perhaps even stop the medication completely, with your doctor's advice, of course. Bones, muscles, tendons, and joints have a remarkable ability to adapt to exercise and the stress of increased weight-bearing, but they too need some time in order to adjust to the new demands. Any good training program will start you out slowly, and guide you gradually to increase distance and or speed of walking, running, or cycling. And take care of those feet. There's a fair amount of controversy over the specific design of running and walking shoes, 
but in general, exercise footwear should provide good support, should probably allow a half inch of space beyond the end of your toes, especially if you're going to run, and should have shoelaces or some other means of adjusting width. This is less of a problem for men, but women's footwear is almost universally bad for feet. High heels place abnormal stresses on the ball of the foot and on the front of the knee, while ballet slippers provide no support at all. If there are any entrepreneurial types out there, women all over the world would be grateful for shoe designs that did not damage our feet and knees, yet also did not look as if we dragged them out of our grandmother's closets. Let's talk about the external environment now. How about the weather? Will you be exercising inside or outside? If outside, you'll need to consider weather, traffic, animals, and sadly, other humans. Now, I love the comfort of a cotton t-shirt as much as the next person, but it's not the best choice for exercising. It's fine if the weather is mild and you're not going to be sweating much, but cotton retains moisture, so if it's cold out, you'll be cold and wet, and possibly at higher risk for hypothermia. If it's hot, cotton may impede evaporation, which is one very important means by which our bodies release heat. Clothing made of fabric that wicks moisture away from your body does not need to be expensive and may be a very good investment and is available at any department store or sporting goods store. But do read the washing instructions because while it does not retain water, it does retain odor. Bright colors are always a good idea and I'd also highly recommend buying a reflective vest. It may not be the most fashion savvy item, but it just might save your life. Even if you're not walking or running on the road, chances are good that you will have to cross one at some point, and it's surprisingly hard for drivers to see pedestrians and cyclists at any time, and especially difficult in the dark or in bad weather. And speaking of weather, pay attention to it. Your needs will vary depending on where you live, but if you live in climates with more extreme weather, you'll probably need more proper clothing. For example, I live in Chicago, which means that I have to prepare for below freezing temperatures with ridiculous wind chills, as well as 90 plus degrees with ridiculous humidity. And I therefore have quite a wide ranging running wardrobe. Sunshine is a wonderful thing, but skin cancer is not. So don't forget the sunscreen, even if it's cold and sunny or even cloudy. Sunglasses and a hat can also help. And finally, if there is lightning in the area, please, please find something to do inside. How about traffic, electronics, animals, and other people? Are there sidewalks, paths, or trails in your neighborhood? If you'll be walking along the road, is there enough of a shoulder for you to keep a safe distance from traffic? Most rural roads are quite narrow and do not have much of a shoulder, placing runners and walkers far too close to cars and trucks. If this is your situation, you might seriously consider driving somewhere safer to walk. Music and podcasts can boost motivation and make a workout go more quickly, but they always make us less alert to our surroundings. So if you're outside, consider whether this might make you less alert to traffic or more of a target for those who might do you harm. If so, listen to your podcast before your walk 
and then head out and savor the great outdoors without electronic noise. Do you need to think about animals or about other people who might wish to do you harm? As an urban type, I try never to run or walk in deserted places in the dark, ever. That does not mean that I'm never at risk, but there are some risks that simply do not need to be taken. I have learned about rural risks, though. In central Florida, I was chased by more than one large dog, discovered that the grass on the side of the road was filled with tiny yet razor-sharp and very adherent burrs, nearly stepped right onto a poisonous snake and ran past road signs that had clearly been used as target practice. And that was just one Credo conference. Fortunately, that conference center also had internal roads that were dog-free, burr-free, and nearly traffic-free. No one can ever be completely safe or live a risk-free life. But common sense and a few simple precautions can reduce risk considerably and allow us to get active and healthy in the safest way possible. And that's the goal for these next 28 days, to get active and healthy in the safest way possible. In addition to Jackie Cameron, you'll have several companions along the way. Priest and physician, the Reverend Dr. William Watson, is also a frequent voice on Walk and Be Well. The Reverend Renee Miller is your daily guide. You'll hear her voice on each recording as she offers a prayer, a reflection, and the motivational tip that concludes the audio. Renee is clear-eyed and plain-spoken about the challenges that come with a commitment to health and well-being. She is also convinced, and very convincing, when she talks about the impact and long-term benefits of sticking with a practice that supports wellness for the mind, body, and soul. Our fourth Walk and Be Well contributor is Elizabeth McKay Moosebrugger, a certified personal and professional coach, former Credo faculty member, and a church pension group Steps to Wellness consultant. Music for the Walk and Be Well series features the sometimes rousing, sometimes reflective songs of singer and composer Fran McKendry. Pieces of Fran's tunes are used to weave together the spoken reflections, plus a full song is included each day to provide a musical interlude. You can listen to the music, walk to the beat, and reflect on the day's messages. Another word as to how you might use the daily audio recordings. The playtime of each audio varies from 11 to 15 minutes. You will hear two lengthier spoken reflections, plus a short prayer and a motivational tip. That's a lot to take in while you're walking. The recordings include built-in reflection time and a musical interlude, but if you'd like more time to think about an idea or ponder a reflection question, just pause the audio until you are ready to listen once more. Also, you'll find that each recording gains in meaning as you become more acquainted with its content. Listen again on different days or even as a way to extend your walking time. As your familiarity grows, so too will your inspiration. One final note. Some people like to begin their daily exercise full throttle. They grab their player and race out the door, intent on starting their walk right away. Others like a moment to center themselves and prepare their mind and body for a little exertion. If you are among the latter, you can listen to a breathing exercise by Walk and Be Well contributor Renee Miller, available at cpg.org. Congratulations on your commitment to holistic health. 
and remember to walk and be well. Mm-hmm.